off, we're gonna tear the roof off the mother sucker. Tear the roof off the sucker. Sometimes I think what I need is a you and a And welcome to the Two Day Dream Believers podcast. I'm your host, Space Orphan 18, and tonight we will be discussing quite a few episodes Roads Not Taken, Vitamin D, Throwdown, and Mash Off. My guest tonight is Canadian Tigger Girl. Hello. And you can find her under that same name on Tumblr. All right, so let's jump right in. Let's talk about Roads Not Taken. So, any thoughts right off the bat? I, th- I mean, it starts off right away with, I think, Santana saying something along the lines of, uh, Kurt talks about the elephant in the room, let's talk about the pink elephant in the room, and Santana <laughs> says something along the lines of your sexuality, and I just, I remember when I was re-watching it and thinking, and so begins the long-term, it's usually Santana, not always, <laughs> but, you know, of them just saying stuff about Kurt and Mr. Shu, the worst teacher in the world, sorry, Shu fam. Um, not saying anything. So, and, you know, it just keeps on. It goes and goes and goes and goes. And for seasons, we see that happening until Kurt finally breaks. But, um, you know, it, I just, it always bothers me that they were allowed to say things and Mr. Shu just ignored it. You know, I never really thought of it that way. And we'll get, we'll put a pin in my point because I always kind of breast onto the, wow, Santana calling the, the pot calling the kettle black there. Um, but, um, you're right. I mean, he kind of just makes this weird look and goes on with his, you know, half-assed lesson of the day. Um, exactly. <laughs> and I'm not really a big Will fan either. I mean, um, just his teaching style is just awful. So, but yeah, yeah no, you're exactly right. I mean, she is constantly not saying very nice things all the time. And, and as an educator, he really should be kind of, you know, nipping that in the butt a little bit, but... Well, and it's, I mean, it's, it's such a blatant, you know, I mean, it's, it's a completely homophobic, you know, mm-hmm. comment, so it's not like she called him out on his clothes or his, not that that would be okay either, right. but she, you know, she picked on that one thing, and, and it's not the first time, I don't think, and, uh, yeah, he just, you know, ghosts on by, of course, because you know, why would he let anything detract from his lesson? But I thought it was interesting that you brought up the point about it, because I never thought about it that way. Oh, yeah. You were thinking Santana calling the kettle black. And I'm wondering whether, since it was so early in season one, where they whether they had even planned that out for Santana. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think that the Santana and Brittany storyline started, at least, I mean, I know in sectionals is when they have the joke about they have sex with each other, but I don't think they started that yet. So it is kind of an interesting thing to see. And, like, they could have. I I don't know if I give the writers that much credit. That much credit, exactly. (laughs) Whether they had thought that far down the line or whether it was just, you know, well, she's the, you know, the bitch, so we'll make her say that nasty line kind of thing. Right. Well, and I I think it connects a little bit with, um, because uh, Preggers is before this, and and Kurt came out to his dad, and he's come out to Mercedes. And, I mean, after this, he doesn't really come out, quote-unquote, to anybody else, but... um, you know, it's just something that's there, and I think that her line kind of comes from the previous episode, like, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, it's, it's an ongoing kind of thing, but I was felt sad for Kurt. I, when I was re-watching these episodes, because I re-watched, I re-watched season two so many times, mm-hmm. season three so many times, and the later, the later seasons, and, you know, I, I forget just how different these characters were way back, you know, and... And it's so interesting to watch Chris's choices as an actor and, you know, how much of that was him in high school, I wonder, and how much of that he's, he's putting into the character of Kurt. 
and it's so interesting to see the growth when you think about what he's like. Like he, I don't think he would have taken that in, you know. Right. Three years from now, had she said something like that, Kurt would have torn a strip off her. Absolutely. And he stood there, you know, or he sat there quietly and kind of just took it. So. Well, and that kind of goes along with, um, you know, he's still, I, we haven't seen it since it's episode two, but he's still getting bullied and he's still kind of slowly making friends. I mean, he's got Mercedes, definitely. Um, but, you know, he's still not comfortable as we'll talk about, like, with, uh, when we get into the vitamin D stuff with the boys versus girls stuff. Yeah. And, um, so, yeah, he's still so withdrawn and in himself quite a bit, even at this point, even if he is starting to make these little baby steps. But, yeah, he's not going to tango with Santana publicly yet. But. No, and when you think about when we saw the episode 2010 or whatever it was called, the, the second to last episode where he was, in his, you know, I mean, he was contemplating suicide at that point in his life. We found out since then. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the poor, poor guy. Then he's got ugh, Santana just throwing things out like that. <laughs> I'm not always the biggest Santana fan either, I have to say. <laughs> well, she can I have make- a thing against Oh, go ahead. Mean girls, maybe I have best memories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a little. I, sometimes I like Santana. Other times she's just not the nicest person at all. Yeah, so. Too much. Too, too much. much. Yep. Yep. But. Uh, and it also sort of goes into, you can tell already that, you know, Will is, is trying to, you know, psych them all up for things. And Kurt is already at the point or beginning to be at the point where he is, he's over. He's over Mr. Shoe and has not. <laughs> well, yeah, he was never really. I mean, it's kind of, one of the things that I think is kind of interesting about these early episodes. Um, and I'll have to pay more attention in the back nine, but the front 13 definitely is. He's never impressed with any of anything that Will does. He's just got this look on his face. And I, I don't know if that was just, like, Chris trying to be funny or if that was really something more deeper into the character. But I'll take it as, you know, uh, that Kurt just is not impressed with Mr. Chu at all. No, I agree. Well, <laughs> I mean, if he finally comes out and says it to him a couple, you know, a couple years or Yeah, in season two, later. Yep. Two, yeah, he finally comes. You don't challenge me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no. Mr. Shoe needs some new lessons, I think. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It just, it seemed to be already. And I have to say, no one is a better background actor than, than Chris. Does some of his funniest stuff in the background. Oh. And you have to watch for it. But uh, <laughs> You do, yeah, and, and that's, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, I'm just so quick. I'm wanting to, to agree with you. Um, yeah, and that's the thing that these four episodes, there's just not a lot of card in them at all, which is why I grouped them all together. But if you look at all these little background musics you watch during the music um, performances or just reactions to what's going on, and they're so comedic and they're so just fun to watch. And that's yeah. something, you know, when you have, you're drowning in Terry and pregnant people and whatever it's like the you know this ongoing drama it's kind of nice to have those little moments to hold on to well and i'd i'd almost forgotten that kurt because that's not the kurt that i mean he didn't i don't know he's he's always been reserved like he, he really has but that that kurt that silly you know goofy guy in the background i just i i don't remember an, an, a single episode of season four or five let's say where where he you know got to be silly and mm-hmm. and you know have that have those kind of background moments with his friends he kind of took on a more serious more serious air in those later later years well and i, I wonder if that. that has to do a lot with um, you know, in season one, he was just a, a minor character, and he really wasn't, even with the, the Pragers and Wheels storylines and whatnot, um, he was still on the same tier as Artie and Tina and Mercedes, and yeah. they kind of all, you know, had fun in the background because they weren't considered, like, major star players. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They weren't fit in Rachel. And as soon as Kurt got elevated in season two, well, even the back of season one, um, that probably that changed a little bit. So mm-hmm. I don't know. That's very true. That's very true. Once he got to flesh out his character a little bit, it probably changed some of his choices. But mm. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about April Rhodes here. April Rhodes. <laughs> oh, there are times I love Cheno. I have. I, oh I yeah. Massive Cheno fan. I love her. 
but sometimes April was just, I actually liked her a lot in this episode, but when she kept coming back, there were just times, like, okay, enough, enough, <laughs> you know, no more, it's like when it's Paul show, just no more. <laughs> you know what always cracked me up about this, and I'm totally getting off track, um, is that April Rhodes points out you know, April in her drunken stupor is like, you know what, Will? Maybe some of these kids should have a spot and I don't need one. <laughs> and just that she's able to yeah. be a better teacher and, and get to the point faster than he does on this stuff. I, That's true. Oh, <laughs> anyway. Yeah, no, it's very true. <laughs> Maybe it's the alcohol. Um, which I have to say is... I, <laughs> Is one of my favorite Kurt moments in the early seasons period. Is that <laughs> that drunken episode with her is just priceless. Well, <laughs> it's it's really kind of fun to watch because first he's not really sure of her, and then you know she starts singing and he's just broken down into tears because it's so gorgeous, and then you know she brings him porn and alcohol and <laughs> <laughs> two things which we don't see him indulge in again for several years. <laughs> That's what I always thought, because, well, let's take the alcohol first, because, you know, she has misconfidence, right? And and that's something that he's been kind of struggling with, and so, you know, here's a shortcut. Maybe if I start drinking thermoses of champagne. Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry, that I probably have to yeah. edit out my laughing. Um, <laughs> that if he drinks thermoses of champagne, he's going to have all the confidence in the world. And it's interesting that how naive he is about it, too. Like, yeah. hmm, what is this? But, you know, and he gets totally trashed. And that wonderful scene with Emma where he's like, oh, what's the line? Oh, Bambi. Oh, Bambi. I cried so much when your mother died. I just, it kills me. It's funny every time. It's funny 10 years later. It's funny six years later. It'll be funny 20 years from now. Um, <laughs> it's definitely just such a wonderful little moment. And I mean, they made him look so horrible. I mean, they really made him look terrible, which is Great. And he the hair was awful, and for someone who cares so much about his appearance. Oh, great. that's true. <laughs> and you even need to try. He's in his little suit with his tie and everything. Yeah, and and his hat. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh no, he doesn't have a hat. No, I don't think he has a hat in that one. one. Right, he's got hair all pushed <laughs> down. He hasn't been bothered to do. He hasn't bothered to do it. Oh, um, man. But yeah, he, he doesn't touch alcohol until season five. I don't think. No, no, that's true. Unless. No, because that's right. No, he doesn't even when he's at the bar with, with Blaine and Sebastian. Oh, that's right. But, he doesn't. Um, he grabs those muscles. For, for the baby penguin, he's <laughs> trying to watch those movies and just can't. Uh, man, he grabs those, porn, <laughs> those muscle magazines. I know it's not the same as watching porn on a video, but he grabs those pretty quickly. He's pretty excited. <laughs> well, and I think that's kind of the, the coolest thing is, like, up until this point, you know, He's like, I'm not gay, or, you know, still struggling coming out with his dad, or even telling Mercedes, and then it's kind of like, well, you know, the more he's accepting of it, the more it's like, oh, there's these naked hot guys, let me check this out, maybe yeah, this is all not? okay. I'm just gonna jump on in. <laughs> so that I'm sure he doesn't regret. No. Well, and it's also, I mean, that's probably, he, he cannot allow himself to look anywhere else. I mean, you know, right. I'm sure in the locker room, he is very very careful at that, you know, well, always, but at that point, especially, you know, eyes forward kind of thing. So if that's the first chance that he's had to really, you know, ogle and yep. enjoy it and be able to enjoy it, then, oh, yeah, have at it. Right. And, and like, I hope you had a good time. <laughs> I'm sure he did. I thought he had a great time. Good for you, Kurt. <laughs> well, he's got that whole basement bedroom to himself. I mean, he does. Jeez. Absolutely. And a job that works long hours. I exactly. Take it, run with it. Um, but, yeah, but it, it's interesting. The alcohol seemed to. I, I, I mean, we don't know how much the alcohol affected. I mean, he says in the in the Rachel Berry train wreck party that he's the designated driver, so he doesn't drink then. Yeah, and he was he trying to impress Blaine so he, he doesn't drink at Scandal. Yep. So we don't see him touch alcohol again. Yeah, until. Until he gets a tattoo. <laughs> Jeez, when Kurt drinks, he goes big, doesn't he? <laughs> Bad decisions. Maybe that's why he doesn't drink. He, he makes fun of Blaine for making bad decisions when he drinks. I don't know, Kurt. I just... <laughs> that is a good thing. We'll have to keep that in mind. 
something like that. And I, I don't think that even getting completely wasted off champagne did much because afterwards at the very end he has like a line where he thinks that um April Rhodes could beat Mariah Carey in a diva off. Yeah. And though in season five I don't see that people appreciate her voice. Yeah. I mean he's got the the background to hear her sing that kind of Broadway music and just like, you know, fall on the floor in a puddle kind of thing. So, um, but this is the episode where they start to suspect that Quinn is pregnant. Right. Yes. And, oh boy, he all into that gossiping with Mercedes and Tina. So I miss that relationship. I really, one of the relations, Kurt's relationships that I just, I wish he and Mercedes. Yeah. You know, I do miss that. I I forget how close they were in season one. And it's really nice because you see later on just bits and pieces that there's still there's still something there. But it just yeah, they were so a unit, and and a lot of you know his background was played off of her a lot of times. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's well, so she was the first one. You know, I mean, there's Rachel telling him a few years later that we're soulmates, and that's kind of the other thing. Um, I'm not always. I, I love Rachel. I'm not always a fan of the Rachel Kurt relationship. I they if they were a real life couple, I'd be like, oh my god, break up! You guys are so bad for each other. But um, you know, I I forget that. Yeah, Mercedes was the first friend that he told, mm-hmm. and Mercedes was the first you know friend that he made at school in high school that we see later on. I think and. Yeah, I just, I miss that. I, I do, because I think Mercedes is a much more, as much as I love Rachel, um, Mercedes is way less crazy. Yeah. And I think that, you know, Kurt could have used a little bit of less crazy in his life later. <laughs> it was nice to see that, you know. Why, why did she go to L.A. so quickly? She needed to come to New York right away. I know. Seriously, oh. girl, New York. No, and I, I and agree. And I mean, Tina, too. I mean, he was pretty close to Tina at the beginning there too and Tina I, I don't know what Jed Askowitz did to take them off and make Tina what she was. I know <laughs> it's such a shame I mean it's such a shame because Tina is a great character and, and it yeah. was a great character and it, that was a great triangle the Mercedes Tina you know Kurt which we didn't see often because Artie was often in there as well at the beginning but right. it was nice to see those different like I forget dynamics they were, yeah. or they were always just rolling their eyes at Tina because she was being <laughs> nuts yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. And and um gosh, I don't remember which episode it was, but um one of the one of the, the performances in the one of these episodes where Kurt's being standoffish, Tina like tugs at him and is like, Come on, come sing with us, come play with us and, and he she gets him to do that and um and it yeah, it just there's such nice dynamics and the that the core the because Artie is in there a lot at the beginning, uh, Artie and Kurt and Tina and Mercedes have this really sweet like friendship and, and solidarity that it is you do kind of miss it later on. Yeah, yeah, I do, I do because you know the four of them were kind of. I mean, there's the whole there's, there's always the Finn and Rachel and there's right. always, and the Quinn baby drama and then Tuck's on the you know kind of out of that and then Santana and and Brittany and the Cheerios thing are over there. Right. And so you know they were kind of the force those other kids that made up you know. The, the Glee Club that we kind of fell in love with and a lot of those characters kind of just in the later season, you know, mm-hmm. we find they just fell by the wayside kind of thing. So, yeah. it's nice. I need to rewatch season one more often. <laughs> <laughs> it was such a, different, such a different vibe. Like, when, I, when I'm when i watching it, I'm like, this is the same show. Oh, I know. I loved, how, <laughs> I, loved, I loved all the seasons. I loved them all. But, yeah, when you watch season one and season six, you're like, oh, man. Yeah. Like, they really came far with <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and I, 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 well, to an extent, um, I have a tendency to fast forward through anything that is Will and Terry related. Uh, well, I, yeah. I can't do that anymore. But yeah, just the little moments, these little like tidbits. I mean, uh, just I mean, everything that April Rhodes teaching them things in general was just a really funny little uh, little bit here and there. So should we move on to vitamin, vitamin D? Vitamin D, yes. Yes, I think. Which uh, I just 
I always remember being the crazy mashup episode. I never remember anything that happens in it, except that the two mashups that they do are like my favorite things ever. <laughs> you know what? And it's so funny about this episode because I did the re I rewatched it and and the whole vitamin D plotline where the kids get like high or whatever yeah. it is off of vitamin. It's like ten minutes long. I mean, the rest I of it is dedicated to Will and Will Terry and Terry and Terry and, and um yeah. Terry and Ken Tanaka have like a ten minute scene. <laughs> Although I, I love Ethan Howard Bamboo and I did love seeing him get arrested. <laughs> I did what did she say? I, I didn't tell him to buy it at the same place. <laughs> but again, you know, so so here's so Kurt's whole thing in this is, you know, this so there's Will doing his boys versus girls thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Kurt goes over to the girls, and he's ordered back to the boys. Yep. And I shouldn't complain about this, because in the future, this is what leads to Kurt going to Dalton. And right. England. But, <laughs> you know, I'm sitting there thinking about how Unique was treated later on, and how, you know, so I guess Will still had to be schooled. And, I mean, what what if Kurt, I mean, he's not, but we Will doesn't know this. Mm-hmm. What if Kurt identified as a girl? Right. Well, but, you know, like, why is he being forced to, and it's just another one of, you know, Will being a horrible teacher well, and, <laughs> and putting his own lessons before anything else. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Sorry, I feel bad that I keep trying to interrupt you. No, no, not at all. <laughs> We're all talking about each other. Um, the, the really interesting thing is he's actually already standing with the boys when Will says, um, go over to the girls' team. Or, or sorry, go back to the boys' team. Like Kurt makes a choice. He's like, you know what? I feel more comfortable over there. They understand me better. Even with uh, with uh, Santana and Brittany and Quinn in the mix, they don't beat him up. You know, so yeah, he exactly. feels more comfortable over there. And and Will's like, nope, back on the other side. And yeah. Well, that's and if you're looking at those guys, really at that time. The only guy that talks to him, as far as we know, on a regular basis is probably Artie. Oh. And, you know, I mean, he's got the weird, he's already, has he already done, I'm trying to remember, has the whole thing with him having a crush on Finn and, like, the dressing up Rachel, like, Sandy from Greece and, like, has that happened yet? No, it hasn't. And it's really... So he, we don't know about his feelings for Quinn, they, for Finn yet. <laughs> wow, Quinn, that would be an interesting story. Yeah, <laughs> no, um, and then Puck, you know, is throwing him in dumpsters. Uh, it is um, in in episode three. He admits that he's in love with quote unquote someone, where Mercedes um, uh, thinks it's Rachel, but you see a shot of Finn. Right, so there's some, right. oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. So there's some little things, but yeah, but it's in there. So we've got his thing with Finn. Puck's a bully. Mm-hmm. Mike Chang didn't talk to anybody for like the entire season. Matt and Rutherford. Matt Rutherford is a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we don't you know. know. on the football team. I mean, right. I, and I guess he had been on the football team at that, at that point. No, I think he still is because in Mashoff, which is two episodes. Oh, right. He quit. But I don't think he really does much with them. I mean, he probably shows up for games, game, maybe. Dances yeah. a little and then leaves. Yeah. Yep. Who knows? <laughs> But I mean, he's not. I mean, I I wouldn't want to be on a team with a bunch of people that throw me into lockers right. all day long. Like, forget it. So, so I understand him wanting to be, you know, more comfortable and probably knowing that his song choices will, you know, probably be. <laughs> Can we talk just a second about he he goes and he betrays the boys and, and tells the girls um, uh, what's going on. And he wanted to do a performance where they're in cornrows and exotic bird feathers. I know. Now, like, I don't know what music he's chosen for that, but I'm in. I want to see it happen. <laughs> um, I can't even imagine. No. I mean, and you have to know that if you suggest that, honey, you're going to get a snack <laughs> I don't even think the girls would go for that. But, um, oh, it hurts. Of course it hurts. Well, and you know, he, he suggests feathers in the um, next year when when they're we're doing the boys <laughs> <laughs> and then they kick him to dolphin which just is the best thing ever but uh oh man yeah you know it it, it is interesting how it, but when when they perform the it's yep. my life my confession which i have to say is probably one of my favorite mashups that, that, that glee ever did oh I yeah i love it 
Um, she is all in. Oh, she is all in. I mean, so he did not let the fact that he, you know, didn't get his way, and he would have rather been with the girls, and he didn't get his song choice, and he didn't get his feathers, and his corn. <laughs> he's still a performer. I mean, he's yeah. still, he was rocking that role. He looked good. He I got did. I love the scarf. Great. The scarf, you know, he, they, they all looked great, and um, he was all in. So, making some pretty silly faces and rocking it out, and so... You know, he's still his consummate performer, no matter, which I think is a, is a pretty big part of who Kurt is, you know, because even when Mr. Shu is, is, you can tell he's like, oh, God, I'm so <laughs> He still performs. Yep. And he still puts his all into it. And he's still, which I think is, is a pretty big Kurt trait and, you know, will serve him quite, quite well in, in his future. <laughs> but, uh yeah, oh man, that that was a good that was a good scene. But he was loving the girls too when they were. I bet he would have liked to be up there. I love the sunglasses the when he puts on his sunglasses because it's so bright. <laughs> so bright, yeah. <laughs> but um, about the the boys' performance. Well, first I have to I have to say the scene right before is when Finn is like way high on vitamin D and is like, let's build houses for habitat and everybody. Just like what the hell's going on? But it's one of the funniest lead-ins. Is that and is that the? It's such a beautiful day. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I use that gift like all the time yep. because it makes me so happy. <laughs> um, I have to say, Missy, watching these episodes, just a little shout out to Corey. Yeah. So oh yeah, and that's what I was gonna say. I can watch them without pain now, but uh, oh. you know, it was it was. Oh, I miss him. It, it, he was so great. There was, oh, it was so great. I mean, like, that, um, that mashup performance, just watching Finn just go all out crazy yeah. on that. It no, was it, just it was, so funny and so entertaining. I should have done that for sectional. Yeah. <laughs> like, wheelchair, rolling on the river. Like, forget it. Don't do, go do both those songs. Why didn't you do both those songs? Exactly. Those would have been really fun. Oh, so man. why? Because we don't pick our songs for sectionals no. until the day before. That's why. <laughs> Forget this rehearsing for months beforehand. That would be ridiculous. Oh, <laughs> no. Uh, I'm not going to again. What are you going to do? That's okay. <laughs> I'm not going to stop you. <laughs> um, but uh, the other thing I wanted to say was that, did you notice that all the boys were kind of doing the, wearing the same kind of thing in the exact same way and Kurt's the only one, like with his little scarf and little... I, I, he's just dressed a little bit differently from the rest of oh, them, yeah. so he still oh, has. Yeah. You know, he's got to. <laughs> he didn't get his feathers in the corner of, but he had to put a little bit of curtain there, or else it would have been not. It would have been weird, I think, if he hadn't put a little bit of flair in there. Exactly. Um, you know, you yeah. gotta have the curtain. <laughs> the curtain of it all. So yeah, he goes. Um, so then he goes to the girls and basically tells them how they did that and tips them off. And I think, you know, it it was really just about. Well, I don't think it was supposed to, how do I put this? I don't think it was entirely like, we're going to have to edit this part out because I completely forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Let's just move on. Sorry. I don't think he wants the boys to lose necessarily, though. I right. I think he, you know. It wasn't really at the boys. It was more of like sticking it to Will. <laughs> it, yeah. Well, and just, I mean, they, they cheated, and maybe there's, you know, a moral part of Kurt who's not okay with that, mm-hmm. and if he can, you know, yeah, exactly, screw, screw the boys by, you know, helping out the girls, then he's probably going to do it, but um, it's int- I wonder if Kurt, a few seasons from then, season six Kurt, let's just say, there's season okay. six Kurt. and they all get together for their, like, big jolly you know, end of the year thing, and they decide to do a mash off between boys and girls. Where does Kurt go? Do you think? Does oh, go go straight to the straight to the girls like he would have in the past, or would he stay with the guys quite happily? You know, I, jeez, I still lean towards the girls because in season yeah. three he did the summer nights and he was with the girls. That's when, true. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It depends on what it is. Like, what are they performing? I guess. But that's yeah. a fascinating hypothetical. I really like that, though. I don't know. I have no idea what the answer would be either. I could go either way. We you should know, leave it to the listeners. They should, like, yeah. boom, put what it in the app. What, what do you think? What do you think? Where does season six go? Kurt go? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay. 
Um, let's move on to Throwdown. And um, there's very little curtain. In the very middle. little curtain. And, and it's, this is um, hilariously hypocritical on... That's, I'm going to go with hypocritical on Glee's part. That this whole episode is supposed to be the fact... Commenting on the fact that minorities don't get much of a role. And yet the whole episode is about Shu and Will... Uh, Shu and Will. Shu and Sue fighting. And then pregnancy stuff with Finn and Quinn and then Rachel... There's yeah. not even really much puck in it. It's just those two things. And I'm like, wow, what, what happened to this whole, like, we have to represent the minorities more. And, no, it's really about Will and Sue. <laughs> Will and Sue. And I wonder whether that was done on purpose. You know, mm-hmm. like, they're speaking ironically about themselves. But I guess, again, I'm not going to give the writers that much credit. I because they're, you know, all of their main characters at that point really are, you know, or all the people that had a, a storyline, mm-hmm. a big storyline. I mean, I'm not sure whether you clump Rachel and Puck as Jews, whether they are right. minorities in, in that context. Um, because, you know, they, they seem to at least to get a lot of screen time. <laughs> but, uh, you know, any lines for Matt Rutherford? Any? No? Okay. No. <laughs> No, so, poor Matt. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and Sue calling out him, you know, calling them all out. I have to say that, it, that that is one of my, it's so inappropriate, but it makes me laugh every time. Well, you know but what? Shaft and Aretha and <laughs> other Asian is always my favorite. Oh, it's so, well, like, <laughs> Sue is trying to be, you know, like, I'm going to have all the minority kids and give them spotlight, and yet she's degrading and, and reducing yeah. them to well, what they're... I yep. mean, and, she, and she doesn't know their name, and she's not going to bother to learn their name. <laughs> she doesn't even know what a piano is. I, I mean, Kurt is porcelain for, you know, however many years. Yeah, that hasn't happened yet, though. She hasn't called him porcelain, I don't believe. No, that's not until Karofsky. That's not until okay. the whole, um, the Karofsky. Oh, that's right, because she asks too. him what his she name asks is. She him whether he wants to be Tickle Me Doe Face or... <laughs> right. But we can not call him that, that's just creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but here's like here's the first interaction between Sue and Kurt right here. I mean, yeah. come here, gay kid. I mean, but then also there's you know Will just standing there yeah. while she is calling them that. Yeah, and it, yeah, he does call her out as a terrible educator later on. But in the moment, he doesn't say anything. Yeah, I mean there is a a teacher, an adult in the school berating those kids. Um, you know, and if you think about like yeah, it's played for jokes on the show and it is pretty funny I totally laugh mm-hmm. but um, if that was happening like think about yourself at school and there's some teacher comes in and starts calling you you know Aretha and gay kid <laughs> and other Asian and like <laughs> that's horrifying that's it's terrible <laughs> and he doesn't he just has that one, like, dumbfounded look on his face all the time about that. Yeah. Just, Although I do love that they all just get up and follow her. Yeah. They don't say anything either. <laughs> they're not going to mess with Sue. I'm sure they're after, they're all sophomores, they've had a year. Kurt just kind of eyes wide open. <laughs> and the cross so. Well, and you know, it's kind of funny. Again, like the Santana comment a couple episodes earlier. He's kind of like, okay, I'm the gay kid. Or, I mean, yeah. you know, more than that, obviously. But, like more accepting of that's who he is and, and yeah. whatnot. Well, and so. he knows exactly who she's talking about when he's, you know, there's no, like, he doesn't look around or, nope. you know, she's talking about me. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm, I mean, he's a little shocked that she just spits it out, but he's like, yep, okay, that's me. <laughs> Honey, gay kid is one of the nicest things she calls you. So. <laughs> that's true. That's yeah, true. You might as well make it. Oh, uh, but Sue um, has a soft spot for Kurt. She does. She does. I think of all of them. She she does. I mean, as, as horrible as she can be, I think Kurt is one of her. And she seems to kind of like Blaine as well. Later on, she comes up. You know, she 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 likes him a little. How can you not? No, I, won't I know. Start talking about Blaine or else I'll. I, won't I talk. know. <laughs> a little side edit that. Whatever, I probably won't edit this one out. I, I miss talking about Blaine a little bit in these first podcasts that I've been doing. Because, I mean, I, I love talking about Kurt. I'll do this all day. But, like, oh, yeah. Like, with the, it's kind of funny with the feather thing back in uh, Vitamin D. I'm like, well, let's start, like, taking a tally of how many times Kurt or Blaine talk about feathers or birds or whatever. And I'm like. Is that where the bird thing started? Do you think? Yeah. I never, I mean, one person in the world that doesn't understand that, I think. I'm like, I don't get that line. What do you mean, bird? What? (laughs) 
I don't. I don't understand. <laughs> I thought it, I took it. I just take it as a joke every time it pops up. Oh, something bird related. <laughs> Related. Pavarotti, R.I.P. Oh. Um, oh. Anyway, we're so anyway. horribly off topic, but that's the point, because that's we'll the point. We'll get back to the later on. Uh, <laughs> talking about... isn't a lot more current. No, now. there's really not. I mean, there's the cute little, like, when Mercedes is singing, um, oh, hate on me, and he's, like, in that really ridiculously heavy sweater, and... Oh. But dancing around or being real I, I cute. I have that in my notes, actually. It's his Kurt's fuzzy sweater. He's <laughs> not one of his finest versions. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> all I kept thinking is, like, oh, my God, I can't imagine having to dance in that thing. It'd just be dying. Mine used to be so hot. Oh, my gosh. And I don't know if he's really found... I mean, Kurt, at that point, had not also really found his style yet. You know, I mean, he was... Every, every episode, he's kind of in... Like, kind of got a different, different look. I mean, it's mm-hmm. always... It's always Kurt, but you know he hasn't really found his sort of. Where in the later seasons, you really see sort of the the open collared shirt, mm-hmm. with the scarf, and the you know and the whatever vests or the brooches. Yeah. yeah, it's not quite as like right now in season one. It's pretty outlandish, you know, like mm-hmm. it's pretty out there. I want to know where he buys his clothes. I really do. <laughs> but um, well, yeah, you know, one I don't know, thing I noticed. I feel like oh, sorry. He hasn't found it yet. Kind of thing. You know what? One thing I noticed though, um, he wears a lot of bow ties in season one. I know. Oh, uh, <laughs> like you. Yeah, we're blading here somehow. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, stolen. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Oh, one thing that we that I forgot to mention um, early at the very beginning of the episode um, that Rachel is making. Or Will is saying they're going to do something, and Rachel says she's going to be lead or something like that, and. Mercedes is like, why can't we do something a little bit more to our taste? And then Kurt says, yeah, we do a lot of show tunes, which doesn't sound like Kurt very much. But the thing that I that I kind of go for is that, you know, he's he's back with Mercedes and and they're such, you know, they do that little like hand thing. Yeah. yeah. So it's more about sticking it to Rachel at this point and and not necessarily about his personal taste. Well, and, you know, I mean, he's dancing around to single ladies, and he's, like, he had it, he, you know, maybe hadn't fully embraced the the whole Broadway thing yet. I mean, we don't know. I, uh, well, his reaction to, to um, April certainly suggests yeah, that yeah, he, loves, he loves his show tunes, for sure. But, um, yeah, we don't, you know, who knows what kind of stuff he was he was really into at that point. It's sort of, you know, up for interpretation probably, but yeah, I think you're right. I think at that point he was so much closer to Mercedes too. And pretty much everything that came out of Rachel's mouth had an eye roll from him kind of thing. So yeah, I can see him not, you know, not wanting to agree with her no matter what she said at that point. Yeah. That's true. So, yeah. And then it's kind of interesting because there are like a lot of times throughout um, these couple of episodes, there, there are these epic eye rolls at Rachel, and I, I think it's more, you know, it's partly because she's talented and he's slightly jealous, it's partly because of the thin thing a little bit, it's partly because, you know, she can be really irritating. <laughs> but I, season one Rachel is my favorite Rachel. I oh, yeah. <laughs> I do like I season one Rachel. I, I think she's underestimated in some ways, I but I, I do. I think darling, she's, actually, under, I mean, all of that stuff is all. It's the same can be said for any of those characters. Right. A lot of her stuff that comes off as irritating is all because you know is insecurity, mm-hmm. and they don't know who they are yet, and they don't you know. And so, you know, her barrier there was that she's talented. Mm-hmm. God knows how many times she said the word talent or talented in that first season, but um, <laughs> yeah. you know that's sort of, that was sort of her. And I, I think maybe Kurt hadn't realized how similar they were yet, possibly, or, you know, or he didn't want to admit it to himself. <laughs> they have the same ambitions and the same, uh, same, you know, kind of stuff going on. But, uh, well, and that's another thing, I mean, you know, that I totally just thought of right now, is that, you know, if he did see himself in her a little bit, but he doesn't fully really like himself yet, I, I can't imagine looking at Rachel and being like, oh my God, am I like that? You know, yeah. being you know something that he appealing to him at that point. So, so true. All right. Mash off. Mash off. Mash off. 
Hey, you know, this is, you know, the introduction of everyone's favorite character, Karofsky. I, I actually, my first note is fucking Karofsky. <laughs> <laughs> so I was asking against Max Dowd. No, he's a good actor and a good guy. So. Okay, for one thing, what, I don't remember Karofsky, when I was watching, I was like, he's on the hockey team? Yeah, I know. He was also on the football team. I mean, it's yeah. a whole other thing. Everything else is football for Karofsky. I don't even remember it was, what's his name, Rick the Stick? Rick the Stick, yeah. Who, it looks like um, he walked out of the 1980s, but whatever. I know. Sorry, that was random no, tangent again. Rick the Stick, you know what, there are some characters, <laughs> uh, like Stoner Brett. I wish Stoner Brett had been on stage at the end. I, <laughs> I love Stoner Brett. Um, I could have watched a whole season of just Kurt and Stoner Brett, like, <laughs> looking at each other and trying to understand each other. But, um, well. yeah, I know, I was like, oh, Rossi. And so it begins. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, at least he doesn't. He doesn't really have any interaction with Kurt in this episode. So no, we don't really yet. have to talk about him any at all. But just yeah. he's there. Hey, okay, there you are. Okay, now go. No, away. is this um Lauren's first episode, or am I misremembering that? I don't think so. No, I'm okay. No. That episode. no, not yet. Sorry, I was looking at my notes, and that was something else. Sorry. <laughs> Um, and I just also have to go on a tangent before we get to the Kurt stuff. Oh, sure. Um, Will, put your shirt on. <laughs> You're gross. Stop rapping. Like, what is that? Who? Well, who? What kind of teacher takes their shirt off and starts dancing and singing? It was so creepy. He's so creepy. <laughs> he, he's and Kurt's face is the best. Kurt's face is neat during that. <laughs> that whole, I, his whole face is like, I, I'm with you, Kurt. I feel you. <laughs> Take it a second to say that he sings to a woman in her wedding dress about a song. I <laughs> think I'm like, no, it's wrong. It's wrong. But Eddie goes right up to Quinn during. Oh, I know. And thinks about wanting to sex her. I know. Specifically, but I'm like, ugh, gross. Well, and like, here's wrong with you. Here's my thing, okay? He says, "Hey Finn, will you take this solo?" Oh no, I have slushie in my eye. Hey Puck, will you take it? Puck's like, eh, whatever. He doesn't ask any of the four guys there no. if they want to take it. He's like, "Okay, I'm just gonna take my shirt off I'm and let's go." Take my shirt off and and do it, and then. I mean, I do love Kurt's reactions when he tries to get him. Again, great acting choices, Chris, but when he's trying to get him to, to dance along and, and you can tell Kurt is just like, lol. You know, I listened to the <laughs> lyrics when during that moment and he's talking about, or the song is talking about this chick with a big rack. And that's when Kurt's like, done. I'm like, nope. <laughs> and I have, I, I sadly can, can sing that whole song in my head. I am of that era. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. It wasn't creepy when I was in school. I don't know. But no, I I was I was younger. But take his shirt off and sing it to us. So ew. Yeah, um, no, but we would. I mean, that's something you would listen to on the radio. It wasn't something that would be like no, our teacher yeah. performing yeah, it for yeah, us, yeah. though. But um, you know, it's a really cute little thing in the background moment of of that though. At the very end, Kurt gets a tambourine and just starts playing with it, and then he he and Brittany are. Just Fooling around a little bit, just being funny. Right. I, it's not necessarily in character, but I mean, but still, it's really adorable. It is. Well, I love I love those background. I mean, some of those background ones. I, one of my favorite things they do is when they did ride with me in the other <laughs> episode because it seems so natural, right? It was. It well, like something a bunch of kids that could sing would do. They would sit around and they would just sing songs. And I love that. And all their interactions during that were mm -hmm. so great. And so it's nice to see. I, it's sometimes those background moments are the only time that those characters interact with each other. Right. Well, right? I mean, I mean, when did Brittany and Kurt speak to each other? Laryngitis? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. Well, yeah, I don't think they until laryngitis when, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. Uh, God. Uh, looking um, forward to that one. Yeah, so, you know, there's, there, it's nice to see that kind of like when they're all singing together. They, no matter what other crap is going on, they all seem to manage to like just love it and enjoy each other. And and they're even you know, sad when they, they have to, to stop because they come in and they're like, oh, we have to part and bye guys and everything like bye that. White and bye white people. Bye people. Another good life. Bye white people. <laughs> 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 this party is rolling. <laughs> Oh, man. So, uh, I don't know. But, yeah, anyway, back to Bash Off. That was a <laughs> That's tangent. okay. But, uh, other than that, Kurt's only big scene, and it is a big scene, is when he slushies himself. 
Yeah. Um, now, can we take it? I have to take a second and think about the fact that Chris had to do that to himself numerous occasions. I, I can't even probably, imagine. Well, it's probably over and over. Yep. Again, too. And what did he yeah. used to? There was Not he had bad. a quote about it. What was like being bitch slapped by an iceberg? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Oh, that poor it, kid. Yeah, it's like, and it was purple <laughs> and just. I mean, they probably only had one take to do that, or else he would have had to. True. You know. Yeah. Get all done up again before they did it. You know what but, else um, I noticed in the scene? I just rewatched it before we started. Rachel, and, and by Rachel, I'm pretty sure I mean Leah, jumps back like two feet, too. She's like, I'm not going to do it by this. <laughs> you take one for the team, honey. I'm just <laughs> it was really funny. No. But, um, you know, considering that Kurt had a crush on Finn at that mm-hmm. point, um, it was pretty, pretty brave of him. I mean, it was brave of him anyway. But it was brave of him to stand up and, you know, I mean, a lot of kids in high school especially would be like, well, I'm not going to stand up, but then they won't like me. Right. And I want them to like me, you know. So that's, you know, some of Kurt's bravery and his, you know, his spine is showing there a little bit where he's like, no. And his line about now ask yourself whether or not someone would do that for you, I think is a fantastic line. I think that really slapped Finn in the face. I think he got well, it at that point. Yep, and and that's I think that's, that's one of the things I've absolutely loved about Kurt is that, you know, despite the fact that he is considered a different person and when he always sticks to his own convictions and and he, it is who he is. No matter, even I mean, there are times in the series where he tries to be different, it just doesn't work or not not different, but not himself, and it doesn't work. And well, and I read an interesting article once. That- spoke about how I, I can't remember where I can't remember where I heard it honestly maybe it was just someone talking on Tumblr but where Kurt was Glee's moral compass mm-hmm. the character of Kurt I mean you see it when he goes and tells the girls that he um, you know that they cheated kind of thing and so quite often it's not always I gotta say uh, let's talk about dressing up Rachel again. <laughs> um, but you know he often, like you said, he stuck to what he believed in mm-hmm. because he felt it was right. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so there he is, you know, sort of, even though the others are all running away, I'm not sure anybody else would have taken that slushie and thrown it in their face. I know Rachel wouldn't have. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, good for him. I always thought that was a really great, that's the first time I think that we see Kurt in that season really just be like, you know, putting himself out there and and really giving it giving the gusto to somebody like well yeah and think about this is also somebody he he has a really big crush on too i mean to just to be opposing to him and and oh we can give finn a little bit credit because he didn't really want to because he knows how much you know i know poor finn (laughs) stood there with that cup in his head looking pretty morose but he you know Mm -hmm. but at the same time finn could have been like you know he could have thrown it in his own face you know, he could have been the bigger man and, and stood up, and like he does later on in the Gaga episode, kind of thing. Right. He finally it, I think. But um. But, hey, you know uh, what? I never thought about that. That this yeah kind of comes full circle in theatricality. Yeah, it huh. takes him a while, but finally he kind of gets it, and it's Kurt both times, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, Kurt both times in Finn's face that that is the one to you know. So no matter how big his crush on is on Finn, he's still the one to, you know, sort of tell him tell him how it should be. So and you know, then he's got to get to a day spa. So <laughs> I love that. Apparently, how, the ladies' room in the high school. Like, I love how attentive all three of the girls are too. They're like, "Come on, come on, let's do this." Yeah, and they're totally fine with him being in the ladies' room. Oh god. All good. But oh, let's let's not forget Mercedes too, real quick here, because she does stand up for him before, you know, like you're not gonna slushy him, and you know, kind of like, yeah, you know, putting her foot down too, and yeah. And again, you know, they were they were great friends at that point, mm-hmm. and uh, I do miss I I miss that relationship later on. I really do because even when Mercedes comes back in later seasons, she and Kurt don't necessarily always you know they don't interact in the same way kind of thing like it's pretty much the Kurt and Rachel show by that by that point I don't mean the whole show but no like there in, in terms of, of friendship mm-hmm. you know there's Kurt and Blaine mm-hmm. and there's Kurt and Rachel right 
and that was kind, you know, and then he sort of got Elliot, and he sort of, you know, he had a few, and then of course, unfortunately, with Finn's passing, we we missed out on that relationship as well. But the, you know, the Kurt and Mercedes, they don't they don't do a lot together, which is a bummer. Well, and there's so little background moments in later seasons. I will say that, like, even if you watch the the finale, they're you know they're holding hands at one point, and she's. Or they're right next to each other a lot and stuff like that. And I do think there are little strands throughout the series to say that they are still good friends, but it's, it's a shame that, that the show didn't focus on that where because they preferred, you know, the whole drama of the Kurt-Rachel Ra- friendship. Rachel thing. Well, and I, you know, I mean, I, I actually think that they really, they criminally underused uh, Amber in the later seasons. Yeah. Especially. I mean, that girl's voice is smoking. Absolutely. And they, you know? It's a shame that 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 sort of disappeared from it as well. Yeah, um, we never, you know, had an epic Kurt Mercedes uh, duet kind of thing, other than I guess to, to find gravity again. But well, we have um, I'm changing and four minutes, but um, I love four minutes. But again, that that's still season two. Four minutes, that's season so one. That's season one. Season one. Yeah, yeah, it's early, so you know. But later yeah. on. It's, it's a shame. I mean, Mercedes just wasn't around as much. But. Right, which is a shame. I mean, yeah. No, I, I, you could get me talking about Mercedes. I just love the character and love her. And, and mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it is. It's such a... I, I do at least appreciate that you can see... Because uh, a lot of people are like, oh, Mercedes and Kurt aren't friends after Grilled Jesus and whatever. And I'm like, no, there still are. I mean, they're, it's, it's there. It's just very, very subtle and very buried mm-hmm. underneath all these other things that are going on. And you do grow, I mean, you do grow apart from your right. friends. You do. I mean, it just happens. You're not, I mean, the fact that all of those people ended up oh, married and together at the, the, at the end of the series, you know, I mean, come on. How many people do you still talk to from high school kind of thing, right? Yeah, right. Or just your Facebook friends. So, <laughs> you know, the fact that, that I mean, it's a fantasy it's a show, but still, yep. I, I absolutely think they were still friends for sure, but I, it's because I think the writer's priority moved to Rachel Kurt. Right. Uh, then, you know, a few of his other really cool relationships were never, were never explored. Now, I don't uh, there's think... There's just not enough time. I mean, if Kurt had been yeah. the main, main character, it would have been another story, but... Why wasn't that the case? Come on. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, seriously, why wasn't it just the Kurt and Blaine show? I don't know. I don't know. Because um, I would have watched... 17 hours of that day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you and me both, on. <laughs> but, uh, you know, as long as they're not fighting all the time. Um, <laughs> season four. Uh, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> so. on track, but yeah, really, that's Kurt's big scene. Yeah, that, so. that's, well, I mean, I'm totally episode. cool with going off tangent, just because there's... Just not. I mean, I'm I'm guessing the amount of screen time he gets from these four episodes is probably under five minutes. So yeah, um, it really is. It's a lot of background stuff. And if you weren't watching for Kurt, I mean, when I'm watching, I'm watching for certain characters. Right. You know, like don't ask me what I love Mike Chang, but don't ask me what he did in these episodes. I don't know. <laughs> the popping lock. I only know is that that pop one lock. scene <laughs> where he's like. Attention to my Jack. Yep. Don't ask me what that brother is doing. How about that? Yeah, no. I'm <laughs> now I can look at that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, so you know, when you're watching for Kurt, then you do notice those little background right. moments. But if you hadn't been, if you know, if you weren't watching for that kind of thing, then um, then you'd miss it entirely. So it is pretty subtle. I know he does start to get, but really, he doesn't start to become really important until season two. Well, I mean, he's got his moments definitely throughout season one, but season two is where I think he's sort of finally given his own storyline that is apart from, you know, everything else that's going on. I will say that in season one, the the back nine, he gets um, home and laryngitis and theatricality have um, his his dad and the Finn Crush storylines are rather big. That's true. No, that is but true. Yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. As a, as a full supporting character, um, okay. m- moving up to basically almost main character in season two, he doesn't he doesn't get that till season two. Yeah. No, exactly. So. Yeah, he sort of finally gets to branch off on, on his know, own and his own. And okay. it's. Uh, um, 
you know, watching these, it's like, I, I wish that, I, I'm, I'm very, very grateful that they did this with Kurt, that they saw, you know, that, that Chris had a lot of talent and a lot of comedic timing that was just amazing and could carry emotion, and, and they elevated him. I kind of wish they'd done that with, like, even Mercedes and Artie and, and Tina, um, and, you know, given them more screen time. Even Brittany and Santana, I just wish that there had been so much more of all of these other characters and not so much of you know, will and drama or, you know, yeah, the will drama bringing in the big drama. Like, although one of these episodes does have my favorite, I hate you, Will. That's <laughs> true. It's always great. Um, that's another gift that I use all the time. Oh <laughs> yeah. I think we all do. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, there is, there's so much of that. And I remember when I watched, when I watched it originally, you know, I didn't, I, I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Well, mm -hmm. I didn't always enjoy Will, but I didn't, you know, you didn't know how much more these kids were going to become and how, and, you know, the later on when you're rewatching, you're like, oh, I wish I knew what, you know, Santana was thinking here. I wish I knew, you know, what's Mike Chang, like, where is he in his life right now? Right. Like, you don't get the chance to, to, at the time when I was first originally watching it, it was just like, oh, there's an Asian kid back there. Right. Or Asian kind of thing. Like, <laughs> you know, they were what Sue kind of gave us. All. Right. <laughs> so the writers didn't give us enough, enough to really enjoy them. So, yeah. But I always enjoyed Kurt. Kurt was always my favorite. Me too. So. <laughs> season one, for sure. I did, I, I did love Rachel and, uh, in season one, for sure. Later on, she started to, change a little bit in my in my eyes but um you know it's it's it is when you're watching these original early episodes it it's so interesting to to think about where the characters are going mm -hmm. and how much you know how much did they know how much did they you know how much of that stuff in the background was improvised or was it you know okay now you go do this like have they grown into that sort of you know how much of that Kurt dancing around and being awkward and being, you know, was, was that Chris? Was that a director talking mm -hmm. to Chris? Did, you know, what, why doesn't Kurt try this? Like, mm -hmm. you wonder how much he fleshed out his character in his head. Right. So. No, exactly. Could you hear that siren in the background? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I live, like, a mile down from um, a, a fire station. Anyway. Uh, I live very close to a fire station, too. I get them on my street <laughs> Right, thanks, guys. No. <laughs> but no, yeah. I, I agree. And, and yeah. it's, I, you know, the, the really awesome thing that I think is that they took the time and did that and made the background interesting. And, yeah. you know, because, you know, you see some things and who knows what they're doing, who cares what they're doing. But I think at least they, the, they did that and that the, they, that the writers kind of were able to latch onto it too. And they, they could at least make a judge, I mean, adjustments and, I mean, they could have done more in some cases, in my opinion, but um, just that it, it did finally slowly switch to the kids and to, you know, stories that I think the fans found more interesting opposed to found more interesting. Will yeah, well, drama. Yeah. I mean, once the whole fake pregnancy thing with Will was over, mm -hmm. I mean, Will never really took enough of a background for me to be happy, but, yeah. <laughs> you know, he... Um, he definitely was. I mean, if you think about it, really, that show was about Will mm -hmm. in the in the first season. Yep. You know, you can say, yeah, it's about Rachel and Finn and, and Quinn and all the stuff, but really, it's about a man who loves music, who wants to, you know, mm -hmm. get all these misfits together and sort of reclaim his glory. Right. Um, and that shift to be more, like you say, more about the kids and their lives and, and who they become, who they're going to become. Um, I was so very welcome because I, yeah, no well thing. So uh, before we, we end, I have one last note that I don't think we mentioned. Um, back in Throwdown, where Sue says that if uh, they, the kids in her minority group, don't stay away from the other kids, that specifically to Kurt, she's going to shake him bald. And uh, I, I just and he wanted can't to. Rock that look. <laughs> and he cannot rock that look. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I just thought it'd be a funny. Your dad rocks that look. <laughs> That's true. No, he could no. not rock that look. I'm sorry. No, he couldn't. Not even a little. Well, um, he kept his hat on. No, I'm yeah, that's true. With his little hat. Sometimes his hat's really cute. Mm -mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, and that was him being overtly himself. 
yep. too, right? Mm-hmm. Which is nice to see because often I think he, you know, when Santana's saying nasty things, or like he's quiet about it. Right. So there he was being able to, you know, sort of joke about himself, <laughs> and which was cool. Yep. Which yeah. was cool. Oh, oh Kurt. Kurt. I love you. <laughs> but hurry up and beat Blaine, would you? Because <laughs> come on, let's get the show moving. <laughs> yeah, I know. Come on. It's all about Blaine. Let's face it. <laughs> uh, um, so did you have any other comments before we decided to wrap this up? Or? No, I don't think so. I okay. think just, yeah, I would just say that that, that scene in Mash Off with mm-hmm. Finn and the others is, is a big one for Kurt. Probably one of the biggest since since the coming out to his dad. Right. I would say that's the next time that we see a piece of who Kurt Hummel is, kind of thing, which I appreciated. Mm. So yeah, I awesome. I thought it was great. Those those four episodes were fun to revisit. Yeah. And a lot of. Uh, <laughs> Not a lot of Kurt to go on. We still managed to yak about Kurt for quite a while. We did, and we could probably still go on if I didn't have to end the podcast at some point. <laughs> but thank you so much for joining me. It was really a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. It was fun. Sometimes I think what I need is a you and a Cause I'm a freak, baby Everything's coming up high Everything's coming up high I'll try to find gravity And you won't bring me down Bring me down Oh, please be there Miss TBD Podcast, a Glee podcast discussing Kurt Hummel and Blaine Anderson, uploaded every Sunday night on 2daydreambelievers.tumblr.com.